This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. This episode is sponsored by SkyPBX. Take your calls to the cloud. On today's show, the guys talk with Lori Jackson and Steve Peck of the Connections Model. They're talking about their app Kid Connect and teaching emotional regulation. There's an East Initiative update, information on the Conrad Challenge, ridiculous banter, and more. Up next on EduTech Guy. You're listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. Welcome to EduTech Guys Radio. I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to see what, well, ridiculous banter we'll have for you today. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> just so ridiculous. Well, that, that uh, takes uh, uh. <laughs> you're the, the 20-something and 30-something teachers. I like to think that that's educators actually listening to us. They oh. just went, what are they talking about? Yeah, yes. yes, referencing old uh, Eddie Murray, well, Eddie, back, Eddie Murphy. Back when Not we Eddie just Murray. had black and white player. televisions yeah, that were tube televisions, 13-inch uh, was the largest one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's sad that I carry in my pocket a better entertainment device than I had growing up in high school. Well, you know, the technology changes. Just it does saying. change. It does change. Um, it's funny. I was watching, uh, oh, what was I? Uh, that show, uh, Adam Ruins Everything. I oh, yeah. I've never seen yeah. that or not. And and on that, the general conversation was about the future, but specifically to technology. Um, they were talking about how IBM, uh, at, at some World's Fair back in the 60s or 50s or whatever it was, rather than concentrating on this really cool new computing device that they were developing, they focused on this faster, better typewriter that they had just developed because that well, was going to be the future. That's how they made their money. Well, it is, but I it's, mean, it's, it's, it's that's funny, funny to me. You know, when you, when you, when you stop and think, and, and, and of course, part of the whole premise of that particular segment was that you really can't predict the future because, you know, people have said all kinds of things, you know, uh, they were, in fact, they were talking about how people would, uh, um, get around in the future and instead of predicting cars, they had predicted 
literal metal horses that would be running around. That would be <laughs> like, what? Are you kidding me? But which is funny now. We can we can laugh because, well, it's goofy. But uh, yeah, it's it's, just, it's amazing to me the the things that we think are going to happen in the future uh, versus the things that actually happen, and then the things that come about that no one ever saw. Oh yeah, you know, I mean. That's interesting. Know. You know, you're right that they they take just well. Most people live in the moment. Yeah. So very few people think you know seven steps ahead. Sure. Kevin Bacon, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Six. Six. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know what happens if you take. Seven and is degrees. that degrees yeah, or it's, steps? It's it's degrees. Okay. Yeah. So is that like a parsec? I I, I have no idea. Isn't that what Han Solo you know did? Yes. The, the, yes, oh. he did the run in however many parsecs. I don't. There's your ridiculous people right there. <laughs> we tried to warn you, folks. We <laughs> hey, tried to warn you. <laughs> hey, remember, out on the web, check us out at Twitter, twitter.com slash edutechguys. You can also find us at our website, edutechguys.com. Hey, you know what? I say it every week, and I say it in my sleep. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, and I say, Google, just go to Google. Type in edutechguys. Wakes me up every night about 3 o'clock. Wake me up That's before you Other Google. old men have problems with other things at 3 o'clock in the morning. I just wake up and it's, go to Google. Type in Edutech, guys. You'll find us out there. There's a fish on the table. So um, On the line. <laughs> there's a skeleton on a, on, a, on a bus with a traffic cone waving at birds. There, there's your ridiculousness right there. Listen, well, we're going to drop out real quick to a commercial. Uh, some big things are happening with the Conrad Challenge. They have actually extended the registration to the deadline yeah. for November 2nd, uh, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, November 2nd is their deadline. But you'll find some information about that. We'll also share that on the web and talk about it a little later in the show. But right now, let's hear from one of our sponsors and take a listen to an interview. We'll be right back after this. This episode of EduTech Guys is brought to you by Sky PBX. Take your calls to the cloud. With a cloud-based PBX, your cell phone can be your extension number and your desk phone can be in your home office, giving the caller a seamless way to get a hold of you or your employees. With our cloud PBX, you can have your phone anywhere with an internet connection. Professional services, cost-effective, scalable, and adaptable. Easy to use, Sky PBX. SkyPBX.com. That's S-K-Y-E-P-B-X.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. We're real excited to have our next guests on the show. Uh, they're going to tell us who they are and where they're from and all that kind of good stuff. So let's let them take it away. Okay, thanks. Hi, I'm Lori Jackson. I'm an educational psychologist. I live in the lovely state of Massachusetts. Uh, I have been working with kids and families for about 20 years, primarily kids who um, just need a little extra support. The families need extra support a lot around behavior and how to help kids get the best education they can. So that's kind of my history. And I'm Steve Peck. I am uh, also from Massachusetts. I am a special education teacher. Uh, been teaching for about 20 years now, uh, primarily with uh, kids with social emotional disabilities as well as uh, more severe disabilities like autism. That's really awesome. And together we founded, oops, I should say, I didn't, we didn't say what we did together. We founded, um, a social emotional learning company and I guess education technology company called the connections model together yeah. to help support kids everywhere. And the one of your, your big app that's uh, really cool, uh, by the way, I've been playing with it for several days and I've introduced it to my district um, is a uh, kid connect. And uh, that's a, a really wonderful piece. 
Yeah, glad you're enjoying it. We um, we developed it for a bunch of kids we were working with at a point where um, they basically were not in classrooms, not able to manage pretty much anything. And we were just without anything to help them at all. So we basically sat down together in a room one day and just said, all right, what do we do? And then, you know, Eve made a prototype of something and it really worked basically to just deliver support without them having to talk to us and pull them out of a classroom and just teach them the skills really to understand their emotions and um, then it kind of went from there. Yeah, I mean, we turned to technology because it, it was really needed for these certain types of kids and um, how we use technology as a, you know, a learning and a teaching tool um, really engaged those tough students. That's really awesome. So that have you noticed, and, and it's that's kind of, I want to kind of roll backwards a little bit. And um, you realized in your classrooms that you needed this, you needed this piece to make it um, not only better for the students, but better for you to keep up with, uh, you know, the information that you were, you were gathering on these individual students so that you could help them uh, help themselves. Exactly. A lot of it was, you know, we, you need information from kids, you know, you need to be able to like grab data and understand what's going on with your students. But then you also really need something to teach. It's so much more than just, you know, a behavior plan or looking at behavior. It's really the teaching piece of it that we were struggling with. How do we teach kids to understand their emotions? How do you teach kids to manage their own behavior so that there's less reliance on people to sort of help them all the time and they start learning the skills themselves. Um, so that was really our driver. And then Steve was really our driver in terms of the technology piece of, you know, how do you put these things together so that they're friendly and kids want to use them and they're easy to use because nobody has time and, you know, nobody wants to be like bothered with something that's totally complicated. So it was a challenge, but, um, I think we're happy with where it landed, and um, it's amazing the results that happen. That's what I was going to ask next. Is I love how easy it is for a teacher to take the the application. Um, they put in their their uh, and, I, and get me. I might get off here on the on the actual uh, steps that are involved, but I, I'll just mess them up probably. But. Um, what grade level they teach, uh, what courses they teach, and then they can add their students in, and then they can make their initial op- observations on that student and define some uh, some parameters about that student. Like I, I made myself the student, and I, I chose uh, annoyed, and I chose uh, a- angry, and I chose um, uh, uh, several several little things. But I, I love the fact that a teacher can take it when an incident is happening and uh, document that incident if they need to with video or photographs, and then they hand the iPad to the child so there's an instant learning opportunity there for that child to actually get an, an, a pretty much really what were you supposed to be doing, what did you do, why did you do it, and how did you feel? And then I, I love the end when it, it at the very end for the student, it gives them what they can, uh, here's three to five to ten things you can do to, to – uh, to fix that this next time you can take some deep breaths you can talk to the teacher and then there's that beautiful paragraph at the end that that explains to them here's the steps that we just went through and this is what you did and this is how you can fix it uh, wow i mean and the whole process is very quick and easy 
Yeah, and that was that was really what we were going for. Is you know, my, myself being a teacher and knowing you know I'm strapped for time and things like that was you know how can I make it as customable as customizable as possible um, for the student, but not take too much time to be able to do it and really uh, live in the moment of you know the student having just experienced um, some emotions that led to some behavior and you know, I really wanted to, to capture that immediately. Um, you know, that's why we added that instant video piece or, you know, the, the ability to pop pictures in and things like that and then create customized strategies and, um, and uh, reward systems and things like that for the student. That's really – so the process that you went through, did it um, – was did you get it right the very first time or how many times did it take you before you got exactly <laughs> like you wanted it? No, no, we, it, it took us a while. I mean, we, we had, you know, a couple different versions. Um, you know, we reached out to uh, – we actually used a lot of our students and got some good input um, from them as to, you know, different emotions that they were experiencing and, um, you know, some of the things that they liked about the current – software that we were using at the time before the app was developed and things like that. And they were really, really helpful for us and, and helped us recognize some of the things that we um, initially were missing. And then, you know, we kind of took it from there and added certain bells and whistles along the way to really give it the final package look that it has now. And the, the last piece that we put in was the, the observation piece. That was our latest big update. And a lot of that came from, um, you know, sort of requests from teachers for, you know, everybody wants data and more data and how you capture data on kids um, at the same time, you know, have a tool at the same time. So that was a big feature for us to, you know, make sure that um, we're offering something for the student, we're offering something for the teacher, and then it's, you know, it's friendly, it's easy because, again, like, nobody has time. Um, yeah, that data piece is big because we, we find that, you know, teachers should be taking that data to IEP meetings and showing parents how, you know, they're able to actually address um, the emotions and the behaviors that the students are experiencing and how are they seeing progress and here's the numbers for you. Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the other things I think is pretty cool is uh, as, as we were doing some poking around, doing some research, and we uh, came across the, the website you guys have that ties all of this together um, I mean, I, I think it's really cool that you have um, resources that go with the app itself in addition to some other resources that are just uh, general resources about uh, teaching emotional regulation, uh, offering up even some free tools for folks. Talk a little bit about that. So we really wanted to put a whole package around the app for educators just because, you know, it's not easy. This whole this whole topic area is difficult. You know, behaviors of kids and emotions and how do you deal with it. And we wanted to be able to provide as much support as we could just coming from the whole concept of um, our emotions drive our behaviors. That's sort of like our little mantra. And here's why that matters and here's why it's important. And, you know, our, our um, we're trying to put more pieces around professional development. You know, we've been talking about being like the, the Netflix of professional development for teachers. So we're going to start adding um, videos and things, you know, on demand. Yeah. Because that's the other piece for teachers is, you know, you need something when you want it, not when it comes to your school, you know, which is challenging or not to go from your school for two days to learn something. So that's another one of our big pieces. Um and we're in the process of finalizing a social emotional 
curriculum, which we're really excited about, which sort of integrates the whole concept of the app for a whole classroom, um, but also sort of pulls in the app for students who need it. So it's a whole classroom approach and using the app for kids who need a little bit more. So we're really trying to, because we know, you know, how busy teachers are. I mean, we know what it is to be in a school ourselves. We want to try to support teachers as best we can with as much information sort of on demand when they need it. Well, and, and I think it's also important, um, the, the work that you guys are doing with classroom teachers and, and frankly, with the students themselves, uh, consciously being aware of not just that I'm doing it, but let's figure out why I'm behaving this way or why I did what I did. Exactly. That's very well put because that's really what it is. So I, I, also, I also wonder, what's the biggest hurdle that you found? I, to me, we're talking about this, and the hardest part is to help teachers and parents and administrators understand the necessity for this, and it's it's constantly changing. And and like you're talking about being the Netflix of, of it, you know, the the amount of information that you're going to have to keep providing because it's it's really hard to get that point across to, to teachers and administrators and, and parents. Would you yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's hard because it is a whole, it's a new way of looking at behavior. Um, you know, there's people talk about grit all the time and resilience and all of the things that we want our kids to have. And so we try to wrap this whole idea into that, which is, you know, once you start teaching kids to understand what's driving their behavior, then they have the tools themselves to start you know, improving it and feeling more positive. And, and it's a positive approach as opposed to really focusing on negative behavior. We focus on, you know what, everybody has emotions, every single one of us, and everybody just needs help from time to time, you know, like being able to identify them and then manage them. And that's everybody's daily life, right? Is, right. is learning how to manage, you know, how you feel at different times during the day. So it's an approach to, you know, really for parents, for educators to, to really feel more positively about it as opposed to, you know, focusing on the negative of what kids do wrong all the time. So, um, well, I, I, I gotta tell you, and, and I mean this, uh, it's going to be a little tongue in cheek, but in all sincerity, <laughs> if this could be adapted to adults, there are a lot of adults <laughs> who, I mean, he's really, talking about me by the way, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I mean, really, you know, you know, yeah. the, the whole concept, you know, the, the whole concept, the whole idea of being triggered about this and going off about that. I mean, really, if you take a breath and stop and think, okay, why does every this, adult deals with this? Yeah, yes. you know, why does this affect me and why am I behaving this way? This might yep. actually be a much better place. <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. You well, know, people are always asking us, "Where's the home version?" Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, really. That's seriously. Well, that and, is... and that's a great question. I'd I'd like to ask you. Um, is is it hard to to make adults understand that children have emotions? You know, I, I think they think that I think a lot of adults think kids are too are too young to have built up emotions yet to understand. I think people don't realize that that's just part of uh, that's how our brain learns, and the you know, emotions are a, a huge part of our of, of who we are. It, it, do, do you run into that a lot where they, they actually may, I've had people to make that statement is that, that that child's too young to understand emotions like that. I think it's, it's more that the child is um, 
struggling to articulate what the emotions are. Ah, and they, okay. they tend to categorize a lot of emotions under one umbrella. Sure. So, you know, but, you know, as adults, we, we deal with emotions um, differently. All the different, all different emotions are dealt with differently. Now, I don't, I don't deal with the way when I'm happy, I don't deal the same way that I do when I'm frustrated or anxious or something like that. And a lot of times you'll get kids who struggle to identify these emotions by name and, then they're trying to handle them all the same way. And yeah, and so maybe that is why, you know, parents struggle to see that kids have emotions because, you know, the kids really aren't showing it the way I think adults interpret. So a lot of a lot of the work that we do is really, you know, helping people see, you know, the range of emotions that exist and teaching them, you know, exactly um you know, what they're called, what they're named, and then the differences between them. And that, you know, is sort of eye-opening for everybody because it is hard for kids to articulate, as Steve said. And so that's a lot of the, that's a lot of the, the work. Well, and I think that's a, and, and you, you brought up a really good point there. You know, your program and the classroom education that goes with it really extends beyond the classroom because you're also educating the, the parents, the guardians, you know, who, whoever is, is in charge of the well-being of the child and, and helping them understand what the emotions are and helping the student express those emotions, but also helping that adult understand what emotions are being expressed. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's my Exactly. That is, wow. Well, and, and I love the fact that it, it's always about data. And a teacher with, with 18 to 24 kids in a classroom, it's hard for them to remember day to day what sets Jeff off. You know, what is, mm-hmm. what is it? And so that's the beauty of the app is that now they have this data to go back and keep up with and then meet with the mental health professionals and counselors and parents and the student and, and, and find the resolutions because they, they actually have the data there at their fingertips. That's, that's the beauty of that whole thing. And I think people don't realize the necessity of that. That's, that's a huge necessity. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, exactly. It's easier, to, it's easier to share information with parents, especially when you can um, put it in what we have found is if you're focusing on, you know, what you think the child is feeling as opposed to how they're showing that, parents are way more receptive to that information. So, um, you know, we, we've dealt with so many parents who have struggled for so long with their kids. And once they sort of come around to, you know what, it's not really about the behavior, it's about teaching emotions. Um, not in, you know, the sappy emotions way, but just that, yeah, we all have emotions we need to learn to manage differently. That's a huge, huge turnaround for families. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's yeah. been probably one of our more rewarding aspects is is being able to change that sort of tone for parents. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm going to take a little different turn here. Um, so how long has how, how long has the app been out at this point? Uh, like three. So this latest this latest update, which is really um, been out like 18 months. Okay. Um, and then the original one, which didn't have an, uh, it was a little, had a few less bells and whistles, I think about three, four years. Oh, wow. Okay. So where I was going with that was, um, as you are, and as the app itself becomes more robust and you collect more data, 
Um, does how how does that play into a couple of things? One, um, how do you or, and and you may not be able to divulge this. I don't mean you know give me all your trade secrets, but what I mean is, <laughs> in what ways do you use some of the data that you get in order to figure out where the app might need some improvement, and then kind of an extension of that. Um, are you considering taking all of the data that you've gathered? I mean, obviously without any identifying stuff and, and writing some kind of a, uh, a doing, doing research with that, you know, publishing uh, your, your findings, publishing your results, those kinds of things. Have you considered that angle of things as well? And I'll shut up. Um, so to your first question, so we get amazing. Um, it's amazing the, the, the great stuff that teachers will share um, and ideas that they share with us from using the app. And so a lot of our uh, features, some of the new features have come, you know, directly from a teacher saying, hey, have you thought of this? And then we've heard it a bunch more. And so we're like, oh, you know, that makes sense. Um, and I think we're always looking at that, and as we do more research and we work with more schools and you know kids and whatever, we're we're sort of always looking for new ideas. So um, we are, I think, always reinventing just to keep current with the amount of information that's coming out on you know emotional regulation and emotions in the brain and all of that sort of stuff. Sure. So we we always want to stay up to date with that. Um, and in terms of a research study, completely, we want to do that. Um, you know, I think it's uh, finding the right place and the right school that wants to, you know, host it with us. But that's definitely on our radar because we'd, um, you know, love to be able to publish some results of, you know, what this is able to do for kids. That's really awesome. So, in the future, for district sites, I know you guys have several levels of the app that can be used by an individual for free. So, if a teacher wants to try it, and you're a listener right now, definitely we'll we'll give the website here in just a second. You can try it for free with one student, so they can you know, get a handle of it and see if they like it and and realize how powerful it is. And then you have uh, one for special groups uh, for specialists. You have one for classrooms, and then you have a district model. And and where I'm going to is in the future. Will that district model have a sharing feature so that, say, um, uh, a special services administrator has the ability to look at several of their students um, across several classrooms? Um, Would that be something that might happen in the future? Or is that better just handled with reports? Did you find that was easier just to send those reports to those people and let them deal with it that way? So we'd love to, you know, the, the technology involved in the sharing piece is, is mm-hmm. um, Expensive. you know, involved. <laughs> and so we're trying to find the best folks to do it with. And yeah. we've talked about it a lot. So we'd love to have that. We, you know, I think that that would be something that we would um, love to see happen. Yeah. Um, because I think the more information you're able to give to, you know, districts about what's happening, I think the better. Um, and yeah. the easiest, you know, so that's, that would be, that's a, that's a definite goal. Awesome. Somewhere out there. <laughs> <laughs> we, we understand completely. Yes. yes. Well, Somewhere out there in the future. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're going to, we're going to start to wrap up, but I want you guys, uh, we want to talk about uh, a few things before we go. Uh, first of all, you can always find everything you need to know at teachemotionalregulation.com. 
Um, they can find that on the web. That's a great website. There is so much information there. There's a ton of free information alone on every almost every page. You guys have so much information, videos, activities, things that, the, that uh, teachers can use and educators can use. You can also find out about Kid Connect on that website. Um, you can find out how much it costs and how where you can download it, and you can actually get your free version from that site. You can fill it out right there, and they'll get you a free version of it. Um, also, can folks find you, because you know social media is the thing. Um, where can they find you guys on social media? Um, so they can find us at, at The Connect Model on Twitter. Okay. And The Connections Model on Facebook. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. We'll, we'll make sure and double share that out for you guys. Uh, um, Lori, well, we, also, uh, we also encourage them to email us okay. uh, and share their stories with us and ask questions and things like that if they have specifics. Awesome. Okay, what's the so go ahead and, and shoot out the email address. So uh, we have uh, Steve at connectionsmodel.com and we have Laurie at connectionsmodel.com. Cool. Excellent. That's so you, great. You get to talk to the people right instantaneously. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. <laughs> on on the line. On the line. So <laughs> awesome. I tell you what, um we we really thank you for being on the show and um we look forward to talking to you later. Great. Thanks Great. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. The Conrad Challenge unleashes the potential of students to solve the world's most difficult challenges through innovation. Teams of two to five students, ages 13 to 18, along with a coach, are invited to compete in the 2018-2019 Challenge. The deadline was recently extended to November 2nd. Learn more about this global innovation event and register at www.conradchallenge.org. Collaborate, educate, innovate. Conrad Challenge. Hello there, I'm Jerry Prince with this week's East Update. In East, projects are the transport, providing students opportunities to explore, identify problems, and work towards solutions. Students will tell you that finding a good project is indeed a challenge, and a common question we get is where do projects come from? We recently visited with East facilitator Jake Kale from Bentonville West High School. Projects are out there. Just don't be afraid to ask. Some great challenges can come from resources that you would think would not be so cooperative in working with your students. So we've had, uh, we partnered with Tyson this year. We did a promotional video for their outreach program for non-English speaking workers. Um, included video, flashcards, um, things like that, where we actually went to Tyson. We presented uh, the final product, uh, things like that. Sometimes project ideas arise at the end of a long day. When you're relaxing, maybe in an area park with your feet propped up, just chilling, noting that, hey, this is a good place for a hammock. We're trying to get hammocks in our local park. Um, there, it was kind of run down, so they tried to clean it up um, and trying to make it a little bit more hip for kids to hang out there. Hammock parks are gaining popularity, and in this case, just needed a little refurbishing. No project or resource is too large or too small, as long as learning opportunities exist. So if you're looking for an idea to spur your students, knock on some doors or just prop up against a tree. Challenges are out there. 
This week's student composer is another submission with no name. We liked it, so we'll use it. Thanks, Anonymous, for awesome dream. If you're interested in the changes East students are making in their community, follow us on social media at the East Initiative, or our website is eastinitiative.org. I'm Jerry Prince with East. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you so much to Jerry Prince and the folks over at uh, East Initiative Update and Anonymous for submitting your uh, music track. You kind of love those anonymous tracks. The anonymous tracks. You know, I wonder. Is why there a period in there? Is it A dot anonymous? Oh, maybe A-nonymous. that's his, that's the rapper name. His hip hop name. Oh, his hip hop name. A anonymous. Oh, yeah, my hip hip hop name. Hip 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 hip. hip. <laughs> my hip hop. Hello, co- co- commissioner. P- p- Policeman, <laughs> my hip hop name is Little Stomachache. Oh, there you, <laughs> <laughs> so right you see that album out there? So it's on the line. It's on the line. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of stuff on the line right now, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Our jobs a, at this point, I think. I wonder. Luckily for us, it's hard to delete a podcast from uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, once you subscribe to us, you're in it for the long haul. Let we me got tell you, you hooked, man. <laughs> you're ours at that point. That's right. You got. You already had the Gateway Podcast. <laughs> now you're hooked. Hey, remember, follow us on social media. Take a look at twitter.com slash edutechguys. Hey, really cool, though. We're about to be in some fun places if you'd like to come and see us. Uh, in fact, the very this week. Uh, yeah. In fact, the day that this show comes out. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as you're listening to this show, we will have just wrapped up a day at uh, what's the Arkansas Conference of Technology up in North Little Rock. So yeah, that is yeah. that's this and day as we're releasing this podcast. Then we jump on uh, the uh, our, our private uh, helicopter and we fly to <laughs> yeah, yeah private helicopter. Well, that's what we call also, also known. That's as what Dave's we call Charger. our eighty-two Chevette. Okay, we have a, the the Edutech guys a four-door eighty-two Chevette that we get around in. I thought that'd make you laugh. Don't okay. they even have a four-door show? Boy, this is the off-track show, isn't it? It is. So, yeah, then uh, we're he- we're heading down to uh, Houston, Texas, yeah. to Aldean School District for the uh, TCCA, uh, the Technology Conference of, of Aldean. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's Saturday the 20th. Yeah. yeah. We'll be, and we'll be doing live uh, from there. Live uh, on Periscope. But oh, that's it, right. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to try new, that. Yeah. Using a new platform, uh, audio-only Periscope. So then you can send emojis and leave uh, sweet little messages to us. <laughs> And then um, in the in November, <laughs> at the end of November uh, into December, we will be in Colorado Springs at the AESA conference. That's the Association for Education Service Agencies, their annual national conference. And uh, this will make our fourth year there. Fifth fourth year. year. I think wow. it's our fourth year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And then uh, January, we're hitting FETC, Woo-hoo. and it just it's all downhill and uphill and rock and roll, ride, rock and roll rides from there. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. So uh, Just check our website. You can find all of our information there at uh, www.edutecheyes.com. Exactly, and you can also go there and uh, fill out the form if you are interested in bringing the Edutech guys to your education event, or if you'd like to put us in front of your uh, students or teachers, we can... Entertain and inform and educate. That's exactly correct. I had to use those two words. All right, then. I've lost my mind. Hey, listen, I'm Jeff Madlock. (laughs) I think I'm David Henderson. I'm pretty sure he is. We'll catch you next time. 
You've been listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.